0: The views expressed on this show by guests and the host on issues outside of the 9/11 controlled demolition evidence are the opinions of those individuals alone and do not necessarily reflect those of our consistent
1: in the York 9/11 Truth.
0: Welcome to 9-11 Freefall. I'm the host, Andy Steele. Today we're joined by Kat McGuire. She's been a 9-11 activist for several years and she also keeps an eye on world events. There's a concern that she has from what she's been observing and I think it's relatable to our work here in the 9-11 Truth Movement. So we're going to be discussing that all today, but Kat, welcome to 9-11 Freefall.
1: Thanks so much, Andy. Glad to be back.
0: So I listened to your interview with Kevin Barrett on the subject we're going to get into. Uh, one reference that was made in that interview when you get into the subject matter is, uh, is this real world or exercise? Direct quote. First, explain that to the audience and the whole concept of drills going live.
1: Okay. Well, First, what is a drill? They call them simulations. There's really different kinds of simulations um, for war games, um, military play, uh, role-playing, sports teams do drills. Um, There's political plotting. The 2020 election actually did simulation. Um, And then think tanks do what ifs, and they'll role play. So what we saw with 9-11 and some other false flags, Is some very specific kinds of simulations that were drills that were happening in real time. They don't necessarily have to. Who knows how many they do that don't happen in real time. But we know, um, for false flags, political false flags, um, there was 9-11 and they were, NORAD was playing war games and, um, theirs ended up happening live simultaneously while the 9-11, quote, terrorist attack was actually happening such that, that quote you said, the air traffic controller said, is this real world or is this the NORAD exercise? Something to that effect. And we actually have for the whole false flag, the, the history of false flags, who knows how many of those were actually simulated before they happened, but live ones happening right while, the, quote, terrorist attack is going on, um, also include the London 7-7 bombing in their metro that um, was happening on July 7, 2005. Their simulation drill was at the exact same time as the supposed terrorist bombing happened. Again, in April 2013, the Boston Marathon bombing um, was widely reported to be a live drill, And, um, San Bernardino, um, the, that false flag, the ambulances were already lined up for a drill. Um, they took cell phones from everybody. So they were already when that, um, false flag happened. So there's, those are some examples that we know, those of us deep into 9-11 and false flag history of simulations that have happened. In real time, right while they're doing the simulations, and the simulations I'm going to talk about today, um, Polygon being one of them, are simulations that aren't necessarily happening live in real time like 9/11 was with NORAD, but um, they're more predictive. Um, that oh this might happen, might or are you planning it to happen? So you know that's the I versus my hot, make it happen on purpose or let it happen. Or are they really making it happen so um, th- that's what I have to say about simulations to understand that these um, these plans they claim they're defensive, but who knows they often can very well be offensive
0: before I became a 9-11 Truth person, I actually am from the area of Rome, New York. Not exactly that town, but one of the towns outside of it. And so my family knew people that worked at the base, and they had talked about all the confusion on the day of September 11th because of the drills that were going on. And uh, that was before I even started questioning the official narrative. Uh, it's an interesting concept. And, of course, this show and AE 11 Truth, we just focus on the science of the building demolitions in new york but once you realize that the buildings were brought down and controlled demolitions naturally you start wondering about these other things the whole event is thrown into question and so you start questioning you know why would they do this and so once you go there you have to realize that at some point somebody had the idea to do this they had to come up with this plan we're going to crash planes into buildings and uh, bring them down, and we hope it's going to have this kind of effect. And uh, even if you are trying to prepare for the potential of a disaster to occur, I mean, it can give people ideas. Oh, all of this would happen as a result of such and such happening uh, in America? Well, maybe we need that to happen. Here's a good roadmap for it. So those are my thoughts on the whole issue of drills, but I want to hear from you. It seems like a big risk to create another quote-unquote coincidence so if we can speculate a little bit, what do you think the purpose of doing that is?
1: Well, what we're seeing is um, different kinds of um, world destabilizations. I think they've kind of run their course with the false flags, with the terrorists running around. They did shooters for a while. But I think they're finally um, bringing to fruition um, one that they've long um, been, done simulations and planning for, and that are uh, the viral pandemic. And so where they want to take these is um, using them for increasingly more, um, almost like subplots to the real scenario. So um, Dark Winter was a viral simulation, and we know that that uh, presaged the 9-11 anthrax attack. And um, all of 9-11, what came down, really probably would not have continued um, on its course had it not had uh, the anthrax attack that really got people stirred enough to um, um, uh, vote for the Patriot Act and just go forward with the wars. But dark winter actually fed into subsequent simulations. None of these simulations that I'm going to mention, these viral simulations necessarily actually saw live um, simulations, or excuse me, live um, viral attacks until event 201 in 2019. So I'm just going to name a few people probably haven't even heard these names. There was Dark Winter in 2001 that Johns Hopkins was the sponsor of. Then in 2010, Rockefeller Foundation did Lockstep, which presaged COVID a good 10 years ago. And then there was SARS in 2017, and that was a Johns Hopkins one. It too presaged COVID, um, and only it foresaw something like COVID happened in 2025 to 2028, and it has uncanny resemblances to what's actually what we have gone through with COVID. But let me continue. There's a couple more. Clade X was um, one Johns Hopkins. Uh, war planned out in 2018, and that was a uh, bioterror attack um, that presaged the Wuhan bioterror attack, uh, or that the bioweapon theory. Then there was Crimson Contagion, and that happened a year before. So it's not lie like we know 9/11, 7/7, Boston Marathon, but Crimson Contagion the entire year before COVID hit. Um, It went from January to August 2019, and it was responding to a Chinese viral attack. Um, Sound familiar? And um, it very much presaged the COVID pandemic in that it had many different agencies. There were over 19 different departments. We had the Department of Commerce, the Department of Defense, Department of State, all those people involved, Homeland Security, FEMA, um, many, many, uh, states and, uh, local, um, healthcare services. So what that one did was a year before COVID, just in doing the simulation, supposedly to prepare what if we had, um, a, a viral outbreak. Um, I think what that one actually did was prepare people to be ready to accept a pandemic coming down the road. So I believe that the um, the COVID um, outbreak was actually, there, there was, there probably is a virus. Some people say no, but the pandemic was all concocted. And I believe that was to get hundreds, if not thousands, of mostly government employees on board believing it. We just lived it. We just did all those simulations. Of course, it could be true that 2 million are going to die. Their simulation had half a million die and they could see they weren't ready. But the bigger one, the bigger simulation was Event 201, and that was a Johns Hopkins one with World Economic Forum and the Gates uh, Foundation. And that one happened um, in October 2019, mere weeks before COVID actually broke out. So the reason I was very concerned about an upcoming simulation by the World Economic Forum called Cyber Polygon, It's coming this July 9th. I was very concerned because I have knowledge of live exercises. When they go live, like 9-11, 7-7, Madrid, Um, these exercises can go live. And what if on July 9th, 2021, when the World Economic Forum has their live um, uh, simulation, what if it happens right then while everybody's doing it? And so that's why I, I started looking into, well, what is Cyber Polygon? And um, I don't believe it's going to be live um, on July 9th, but it's coming pretty quick. And what that one is is an exercise supposedly to prevent a cyber attack that's going to disrupt our supply chains. But just like with uh, 9-11, we see um, or, or the false flags. We see leading up to them, um, 93, the attacks of the World Trade Towers, that was a, a, a presaging um, the actual 2001 attacks. And all of these false flags that we saw, everything from Charlie Hebdo to um, uh, the one in um, uh, Vegas, um, um, Orlando, the nightclub, all of these keep us in the mode of terrorist attacks and shooters. Um, What we're seeing um, right now with the cyber polygon that's coming up is it's a a, um, simulation, a live exercise, aimed at a cyber attack. And we've been seeing so many cyber attacks happening. So they're sort of like the new um, sort of uh, false flag terrorist attacks. They've just run out of that script. Now it's much more personal. That um, people are, they're going for um, um, the big payload now. And what it seems to be the game plan is take down the, using a cyber attack, take down the supply chains, leave everybody just completely in chaos, and then that's when they do their real hit. What they really want and what they've been is our financial system is on its last leg. It just it, They know it's being put together and held together with duct tape. And so what this simulation is going to do, this cyber polygon in July, um, the last one they had, a cyber polygon 2020, they had 5 million viewers um, from countries all around the world where they had 129 um, different um, participants playing like there was a live attack but it was just to like one company this year, cyber polygon, the world economic forum is having um, a cyber attack. And so they do training of the simulation. How can your company handle it? It's mostly um, big um, uh, corporations who send their tech teams um, to participate. But also they have, what you might call the software side of um, people, um, expert speakers talking about it. And last year they had 5 million viewers to listen to what experts say about, oh, how dangerous a cyber attack is. And Klaus Schwab has been saying over and over that a cyber attack could be, could make COVID look like a mere distraction. That's his quote. So they are gunning up for a simulation that would bring a cyber attack and break it, take down the supply chain so that everything becomes chaos. They say they're protecting against it, but I don't trust them one iota. And their real end game is the financial system. Not that it would be taken down in the cyber attack, but that when the lights come back on, voila, there's our new financial system that uh, they've been gunning for all this time. So I just, started investigating because I wanted to know if July ninth it would be a live one like nine eleven I don't believe that now, but I do believe that their cyber attacks are going to start coming very soon. They've already started, but the big one I think is going to just on my own gut intuition and along with a lot of the research I've done, I think September or October they're going to do the a big cyber hit, which is the new false flag, I think. And then, uh, do their real dirty work. Because as we know, with 9-11, it wasn't really the attack of the World Trade Tower. It was all of the, um, actual, peripheral, but actual real stuff that they wanted to get done. Um, such as the, um, um, take all the put calls. Uh, they got those done. The the 9-11 wars, those were all, um, all different tangential things got completed with 9 11 so that people thought it was just terrorists taking buildings down. That, that was just the front show. Well, these cyber attacks are just going to be the front show for an actual uh, takedown reset. <laughs> the great reset it starts with the financial foundation of the global um, economics.
0: Right, and I'll jump in here and talking about what people got out of 9-11. I have this personal theory that for an operation like that to be pulled off, there's got to be a lot of entities involved and everyone's got to be getting something out of it to take that kind of risk. Now, I'm going to say here to the audience, this is not a prediction show. We don't make bold predictions about what's going to happen in a week or two weeks or anything like that, and the last thing I want to do is send people running to the hills and get into a a big panic. Ultimately, I know what's going to happen tomorrow just as much as the listener does. Uh, However, uh, looking at the possibility of a cyber attack. Uh, that has calamitous results is not something that quote-unquote conspiracy theorists like me do. It's something that governments are doing, hence, allegedly, why they're doing these drills. So it is something to pay attention to, whether it's a false flag or not, because it has an impact on your life. And when I heard about this, and I heard that you were talking about this subject, it got me thinking, you know, how would this affect our work here in the 9-11 truth movement, obviously. It would, so it's something to keep an eye on, whether you end up believing the official story of it or not. Uh, And we certainly don't want to ignore what's going on in the news because it affects all of us. So we should be prepared. I don't live my life worrying about the sky falling because that's no kind of life to have. But it is uh, just as smart as preparing for wildfires out here in the West, hurricanes out in the Southeast anything that can happen in this world and how do we get ahead of it and deal with it so it's an interesting concept to look into and i do believe that there are drills that go live that's me personally and uh you should keep an eye on what they're trying to get you ready for out there
1: i appreciate you saying that andy i i really appreciate you saying that um there, it we don't want to predict, but at the same time, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And my main point, when I realized what all the research I had found, my main point is that none of this, in, including the Great Reset, their 10-year plan to radically transform society, none of that needs to happen. But what we need is more awareness. And so being aware of what their plans are, I'm not – you're right, Andy, totally – I can't say that that's absolutely going to happen. But when you start following these people, and this is uh, mostly the World Economic Forum, which is the Davos Billionaires, which is basically the 1% of the 1% psychopaths who seem to be doing all of this uh, troublemaking. Um, When you start following them, they're pretty bold because um, they, they just say right out there what they plan to do. And a lot of people take what they say at face value. But if you know how they operate and you know what the real uh, words are that they're saying, what they really mean, um, it, it's pretty clear. Um, they, they have um, many different um, um, people, experts, who are saying the same thing. For example, um, the Carnegie Endowment, which is probably one of the most influential uh, think tanks there is in the world. They spent um, over a year gathering together the top people in the financial industry. They had access to everybody, the top Federal Reserve Banks, the IMF, um, the um, all, all, all the big top banks, the World Bank. And basically what they put out um, was kind of two things. One is that um, um, the financial systems are highly vulnerable to cyber attacks. Okay, so that's something to bear in mind. And they also put out, um as part of this big paper they put out, called International Strategy to Better Protect the Financial System Against Cyber Threats. Well, are, are, are these predictive or are these exactly what they plan to do? They also, as part of this big report they put out, which is a form of simulation, but it was more like a report, is that... um our, our, our banking can't stand up anymore. The banks, uh, they're, they're having a real hard time. We, what they need is to, cr- to crash the monetary system. And what more perfect scenario than to have a cyber attack that puts the nail in the coffin on this dying fiat currency system? And what they're moving towards is a um, – they, they've said it. I'm not predicting anything. They come right out and say that they want a cashless society based on the China model. Of a digital social credit system, and if we're aware of that, we can do th- we can't do anything if we're not aware and so how many people follow what uh, Carnegie um, endowment um, nonprofit is is putting out there, what the CEOs of the biggest banks are saying? but basically, what they want to do is a controlled demolition of the global banking system um, and in doing so. They want to make sure that it's controlled so the central banks and the wealthy elites escape blame and punishment because for decades they know that the corruption is obscene at this point, rampant pillaging and criminal activity. And it's just, it's not even working anymore. So how are they going to get rid of it? You you don't hire terrorists. Well, they kind of do. <laughs> the, the, the new terrorist is the cyber attacker. So... Um, so all of these cyber attacks that we've seen, how are they different from actual false flags that we kept seeing over and over? They keep the public scared, and they actually accomplish something. They they they're like test runs. Um, like the first uh, World Trade Tower um, supposed bombing um, was a test run, I believe, for two thousand and one. Um, these are like test runs. The Colonial oil pipe uh, pipeline that took out all of our gas, um, solar winds. And then there was uh, JBS food systems. I think the, the food supply chain is going to be a real big one along with power blackouts. If they, if it ends up happening, but why three years in a row are they doing simulations around these computer systems? They're not doing simulations around, Oh, terrorist bands are getting together and are going to uh, who, who knows do what, but, um, Given uh, the similarity of so many of the false flags that we saw, uh, a lot of the same playbook, same script, Um, I can see the same script. They've had for several years now the same scripts happening that are both preparing the health workers, preparing the public to think in terms of um, there could be a viral um, pandemic, there could be a cyber attack, and event 201 emergency. Two months later, boom, the attack, the the pandemic, the viral pandemic hits exactly like the event 201 with Rockefeller and Bill Gates and World Economic Forum, exactly like they said it was. So when they say they're doing another simulation and it's going to entail cyber attacks, your ears got to perk up.
0: Yeah, I, I look at the situation in the country sort of like imagine you have a family and you got some kids and the power goes out. And the kids might just go out and play a board game it might be during a thunderstorm, but you got a very manipulative and big liar father, and you've got a very gullible hysterical mother, and he says, "Oh, it was the the men in the sky that did it, and the mother just reacts to it and now the kids are getting all worked up and breathless and you know, and and so even if you yourself and your neighbors might not get into a panic, you have that media machine and you've got that government manipulating every single thing. Regardless, let's say this happens. You know, regardless of whether you believe the official story or not, I've seen the reactions to things go so overboard, and people just losing their mind. Uh, that this could be something that would happen in this scenario as well. Now, for the 9-11 truth movement, and I'm going to ask you, Cat, because I will be the first to admit I do not know really how the Internet infrastructure works. To me, it might as well be magic. I sit in front of the computer and all these things come when I type into the search box. But for the, the people out there in the 9-11 truth movement... If it is possible that videos could disappear, you should be saving them to your hard drive. They're your favorite ones. Uh, People that you talk to on Facebook, if that were to ever disappear somehow, social media, you should get their numbers if you know them and trust them. If you don't know them hardly, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you know people, you've been talking to them for years, and make sure you got a way to communicate with them and write it down on a piece of paper. Remember writing things, writing notes? We used to do that here. I would recommend doing that now, just in case, because you never know what you have is going to disappear. Now, I want to ask though, how would this affect the regular person? You mentioned finances. Certainly nobody wants to see their savings disappear overnight or be changed into something of lesser value. If that were the outcome, internet and information, is it possible to knock out the entire internet?
1: Yes, that is possible. Although I don't think they're going to do it that way. I think they're going to firewall off um, that they have to communicate with themselves. And they obviously have other internet systems. Um, I've actually seen other internet systems that they have when I was subcontracting on a job. Well, I won't go into that, but there's other internet systems out there. Um, yes, it could knock all of the, um, the internet out. It could, we could have a whole power, uh, knockout with, um, the electric. Um, so all the systems could go down for, I don't think they're going to go down for a long time. I think just enough to get people have the whole, um, uh, bejesus scared out of them that they're going to just obey anything they thought about, um, um, questioning the government about anything. I think people are going to be so scared. Let's just get order in. And that's exactly what they want. So um, I think they're going to hit us hard um, based on, you know, this is just my speculation based on the research that I've done. Um, I think the hardest thing is going to be with the food um, shortages and increased food prices. Um, they're going to go straight for um, our basic needs, food, clothing, and I think a lot of people are going to be losing their homes regardless of whether they do any kind of cyber attacks. Um, There's been um, incredible um, invasiveness of big corporate uh, financial entities like uh, BlackRock into buying up the housing. Um, And I I think food – Food and housing are going to take a big hit, but as, as far as Internet goes, I, I don't think that that's going to go on long because they have to communicate with us on some level. They want us to, to get in, um, uh, start following orders. Um, it's also going to be very hard with um, the money situation because we don't know. I, I do believe that they are going to use that as the opportunity to flip it and install the new system, but it's not going to be all spanking perfect and up and hit the ground running and perfect. Um, so, it's going to be shaky for a while. So, I think we're going to see, um, con- just like we see constant false flags to-, to keep us like all scared and paying attention, but now it's kind of run its course because people no longer kind of buy it and not everybody is at risk of a false flag. This, I think they're going to be doing little kinds of Uh, scare tactics, Um, just kind of ongoing blackouts. Uh, Don't even think about being a dissident. Don't even think about trying to figure out solutions for yourself. Just the very basics. Do I have the basics? And um, that level of fear in people coupled with actual um, taking us out as the supply systems uh, get shut down, all these supply chains are really going to affect us. So I would say, um, Probably one of the most important things people do is um, start saving food and water. And that's not to necessarily scare people, but to be forewarned is to be for them. They're not done. They, they, they were having right. such a wonderful summer and everybody got the vaccine. So everybody's lulled into thinking... Oh, we're getting back to normal. No, people, last year, 2020, was just the opening salvo. That was just the previews to the movie. They've got a 10-year plan, and they've got to get going on it real quick, and the finances is the foundation of it. So now they're going at all of this personally as opposed to some terrorist attack elsewhere as a false flag.
0: Right, and again, we don't want to get anyone afraid. And regardless of what you believe out there in the listening audience and people do different research and, Believe me, I am uh, I am open to a lot of things, and I'm also skeptical of a lot of things out there. But preparing for situations, especially when they're talking about it a lot on the propaganda media, is a smart thing to do. And we certainly don't want anyone to be afraid because fear is the path to the dark side. If you watch Star Wars, you know fear leads you to making stupid decisions. And acting rashly, the key is to not be afraid. Keep your head in any kind of situation as best as you can because that is what's going to keep you surviving in the most dire situations and keep you a step ahead even in situations that might not be so dire. But uh, just follow yourself, listen to yourself, regardless of what any authority says. If it doesn't make sense to you, then it probably doesn't make sense other than from an angle that uh, someone's trying to manipulate you, and uh, just do what you think is right. But don't panic. Just keep your head uh, in your wits about you in any situation. And just try to see it through and look out for yourself and the people that care about you. So, Kat, uh, really quick, because we're at the end of the show, how can people learn more about this if they're interested?
1: I'm not afraid because I, um, the truth shall, let you, shall make you free. And I'm very aware. Awareness will keep you from being afraid. Please, people, go to, um, I'm going to give a URL where you can um, see my presentation and really become informed. Not many people are talking about this. It's called um, tinyurl.com forward slash cyber hyphen polygon, P-O-L-Y-G-O-N hyphen 2021. And uh, I've got a Zoom there, and I also have a transcript you can download.
0: All right, there you go. There's people out there who don't like us to talk about the Pentagon, but maybe they'll give you a pass in talking about the Polygon. Who knows? Kat, thank you so much for your vigilance and keeping on top of these things and letting our audience know about it. And thank you for coming on 9-11 Freefall today.
1: Great. Thank you, Andy.
0: This program is on every Thursday night on No Lies Radio at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, and every other Sunday night on BBS Radio at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You can also keep track of the archives by going to 911freefall.com. This is Andy Steele. Have a great week. Good luck.